Hello and welcome to another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on all social media. Back to a single microphone. Yeah, we won't talk about what happened with the last one. Yes, we will. No, I mean, we will, but don't worry about it. I just... It's a lot to go with. Everything is a work in progress. Yeah, everything is a work in progress. And I totally flaunted on Instagram that I had it figured out, but whatever. You fool. Um, we have some theories to fix it, so that's good. It's always a, a good thing to do. So we just came back from seeing Nope. Yes. We actually nope. saw it as it, re- like, one of it's the... It's not Yes, fir- it's Nope. One of the first days that it released. We're like, we've been behind on movies for a while. This is the first one we saw. We did skip Jurassic World, though. Um, yeah. We're going to we're gonna rent it and watch it here, though. We, we knew it wasn't going to be good, so we... It, it was no big deal. But Nope was a different story. I, I... When I first saw the trailer for Nope, I had no idea what the fuck I was watching. And I specifically made the decision I'm not going to watch any more trailers I'm just going to go into this movie blind and just be ignorant and hopefully be pleasantly surprised now that it has been a couple of hours I don't know what I am one sports episode later yeah I don't know I'm not too sure what I am at the moment confused a little confused confused yeah but it was interesting at the very least yes so, for me at least, before we get into the plot, the, I mean, it was, obviously this is the most spoiler thing ever because the whole point of this m- movie is that it's, in the most interesting part in the movie is trying to understand what the hell is going on. And the movie started, for me, slow. It started pretty slow. But then the middle of the movie was, like, really, really interesting and I was completely into it. And then the last act of it happened, and I just started getting a little... Okay, wait, I think I missed something. I'm a little confused. There's this little side story going on. And now looking back on it, I don't know how it connected to the main story. Um, This is one of those movies I'm going to have to go on YouTube and watch someone try to explain to me what the fuck I watched. But at the very least, it was interesting. But I, and I would still say it was good. Yeah, it wasn't a... A bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It was just different. Um, so the plot, it's pretty simple. Because um, I think the trailer kind of gave well, some of it away. The, the premise is very simple. Premise. There you go. Um, this ranch, which is run by um, a family that's been working in Hollywood for a long time. They, um, they are the great grandchildren of the first person that was a a motion picture like a a moving picture that uh the thing with the black man on the horse which is a true story yes um they're saying that the the black man on the horse this family is uh his great 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 grandchildren or something i don't know how many greats there were but yeah it's that family and they're still horse ranchers yeah so the dad dies mysteriously um, from something falling out of the sky. And then there's a lot of buildup to, like, um, like what, like these horses are getting, like there's these weird noises and, like, electricity gets cut out. And long story short, um, 
the saucer or the flying saucer that you see in the trailers, Plains Day. Yeah. I can say that because it's in the trailer. Uh, turns out that it's not aliens, it's an alien. Like yeah, that's it's, it's, a what living, it is. it's a living creature is what it is. Yeah, it's a living creature that's basically like a saucer, but it's not exactly a saucer. No. It, it was weird. honestly the most... It was. I thought it was actually a, ni- a neat little twist on the whole UFO thing. Yes. Because if it's a ship, then you treat it completely differently than you do it's a living creature. Right. And that's very much the whole idea of it because at one point, um, Daniel Kaluuya's character... OJ, he's like, he just remembers this thing with, you don't look these creatures, some creatures you don't want to look into their eyes, because, I mean, even people say, but even dogs don't do it. It's it's like you're challenging them. And so he uses that and assumes it's just another animal. I'm not going to look at it. And kind of like, it might just leave him alone, because it's just, don't make eye contact with certain things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it was a pretty neat idea. We're making it a living creature, so you get... A very different experience of it as opposed to just an alien invasion no it's just something that is just looking to eat and hold its territory and it was just a unique premise a nice yeah. little twist yeah so that was the big thing was fine uh oj that feels so strange to say um Kal- daniel kalua's character um this basically comes to the realization that it's territorial yes that's why it's constantly hovering in this cloud that doesn't move which they don't really understand how that works right there's just a cloud that it hides in that never moves but they don't really establish how it makes a cloud and yeah they don't really elaborate on that yeah um yeah and there so and then, like, the third act is basically them just trying to get a picture of it, and then which then turns into killing, killing it. killing it by with a the, giant inflatable... With the, yeah, with a big-ass balloon with the shape of a dude. Because, again, the, the, the whole premise of don't look at it became everything about it. Because they had all these uh, wacky inflatable arm-wailing tube men, I think is what their what family guy yeah, called like them. Yeah, they use car lot stuff. Yeah, and every time there's anything that looks like a face looking up at the sky, it goes in and sucks them up and eats them. Yeah. Literally anything. So all those things get sucked up, and then yeah, there's a giant inflatable dude. It's a cowboy or whatever it was, and it's like, oh yeah, that thing has eyes. I'm gonna run up and eat it, and then for whatever reason, that kills it. It like it fucking explodes. Yeah, like it can't digest it, and then it yeah, just, yeah. Again, kind of a, kind kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about the ending, but the whole trying to understand it. And realizing that it's a living creature, I thought was really interesting. I re- I was really into it for the second act of the of the movie. I was re- like really into it, and then yeah. it, then it started to lose me. Yeah, the first I would say like the first forty five minutes to an hour really, like, had me on the edge of my seat because I don't do horror movies. Yeah, and this had horror elements to it. And what I found interesting, and it's something that I actually, I think, secretly love, is the tease. So, like, when he is going after that horse that runs off. Yeah. And he, there's a point where he turns around, uh, main character OJ turns around, and he sees it fly away. Just for, like, a split a second. A split second. 
you're kind of like, holy shit. And then there's a couple moments where like it kind of pokes out yeah. a little bit. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's... And then just how it moves is unsettling because yeah. it moves very fast. Although at the same time, that was like one thing I was a little... There were a couple things I was a little iffy on the whole the film. And one of them was how it was... They almost, I want to say, they showed it way too much. Because it was something that you could barely get a picture of before. A fucking praying mantis is like blocking the camera. I thought they, I thought the thing was like manipulating the praying mantis to block that. Because to block the camera. Because it's like you don't want... It doesn't want to be seen. But then the whole second half of the movie, that thing is just flying around in, in, in the middle can't of the, get a picture mi- of it. Yeah, in the middle of the day, it's flying around constantly. It is not hiding whatsoever. It's just chilling above the house. It's just like, it doesn't really seem to give a shit anymore. It's just flying around. And like, I don't know, I kind of took away the kind of like the shock of seeing it. Like, you know, Cloverfield rarely showed the monster. You got very few glimpses of it. And there are maybe two scenes where you like genuinely saw it. Like in, in all its glory, right? This one you had a good twenty minutes of of blatant a blatant footage of it. If it felt like maybe showing it a little bit too much, um, and then it evolved or something. Well, no, I think what happened was it it sucked up. There's a moment where the electronic guy that they befriend, I guess, or that volunteers to help them out. Yeah, the family, the suicidal dude. Yeah, he gets sucked up, but he's like wrapped in barbed wire. So it oh, sucks yeah. up the barbed yeah, yeah. wire and it screws it up, which that's when he rolled into it and he started trying to get out of it. I was like, he's going to realize that that could hurt it. Yeah. Or, or it's going to suck it up and you know, we know that it's going to hurt it. Um, and it did. And then it's, yeah, it started like for, uh, it started like, uh, decompressing, I guess you could say. Yeah. It turned into a giant kite. Yeah. Basically turned into a giant kite. Which looked cool, but I mean, it just looked it, weird. I was trying to like figure out what the fuck is that thing made of. Like I couldn't, right. I couldn't figure out like what it was trying to apply the material with. Like it looked super like a kite. Like it looked like it was really thin, like a giant that's curtain. Right. So I was just like, all of a sudden, this thing looks very flimsy and like a blanket. Yes. Because when it like before, it looked like a saucer. Like it was very like it would have a shell that it wouldn't be able to get hurt from. But right. then it's like, oh no, now it's a curtain. And it's like, okay. All of a sudden, it has a weak stomach. One giant, inf- giant ass balloon, and it's gone. But whatever. Tiny gripes. One thing that I didn't understand about the entire movie. I know exactly what you're gonna go to. Is the parallel between the fucking monkey? The monkey. Yeah, or the chimpanzee. Yes. There's this whole side thing with what this chimp did on this like sitcom thing where. They had, it was the whole, um, they had the chimp on the show. It was a real chimp and it was like, oh, this episode is where the chimp has a birthday and they open up a a surprise and it's got balloons and then one of the balloon pops and the chimp goes on a killing spree because it got freaked out and chimps are extremely dangerous. You should never fucking have a chimp. Um, yeah. And then it just goes like a killing spree and it starts killing everything in front of it. Yeah. But Looking back, I couldn't figure out what the fuck it had to do with the rest of the plot. Right. That's why I want to go on YouTube and say, what is the sim- the sim- the parallel here that I missed? The symbolism, I completely, yeah. yeah. I completely missed it. So that's one thing I'm gonna, I know I'm going to end up doing. But at the same time, I don't think it hurt it. It was just, I was curious as to why. Yeah, because like those scenes were like, 
intense. Yes. Those are really like because the first scene because there's a few flashbacks of it, and you see, you can see pretty quick what happened. Is like I really want to see what happened here and and how this connected because some of the best scenes in the movie were with the chimp. Like your really intense scenes. Yes. And then nothing really happened of it. Yeah. The only real connection that you see is that one of the kids on the sitcom who witnessed this and survived was the guy who owned like the Jupiter's Landing. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like a, not, I don't want to call it a circus kind of thing. It was. Uh, it was this place for tourists though. And when the movie like really escalated is when the creature ate him and pretty much the entire audience that he was showing. Um, did it eat him? Because when it showed him, it showed it, other he people. Got, it looked like he got sucked up. Oh. You know... I don't think he did, because it showed him and his hat flies off, and you, you hear people getting sucked up. I think I just got the parallel right now. What? You don't... Because he was... what he Because he knew that thing was there. They were basically feeding it horses. Yeah, he had a... And I they was going to point it out to And you. they were using it as a show. Like, they, were, they brought people there and said, look, we're going to feed this horse out. Look at this fucking alien creature come down and eat it. It's pretty much... It was the same... It was kind of the same thing that happened with the chimp. That's a dangerous-ass creature. You don't know what's going to happen. Don't fuck with it. And he did not learn his lesson, and he got eaten because of it. That's the only parallel I can make of it. And actually, it's the same... So, it's a very similar pr- premise. That makes sense, because the chimp, the last scene we see of it, extends its hand for like a fist bump to yeah. him as a kid and then it gets shot. Yeah, people came in and killed it. Yeah. They put it down and maybe that is what carried him into cuz he doesn't seem too torn up or messed up by it. No, not as not as not as a grown up. Yeah. He was so maybe that is what leads him to feed this other creature because he's like, "Oh, I you know, I understand them or something." I don't know. Maybe. But you know, I think I think it made me lose the parallel because if that's the parallel right there, then okay, I get it. But he died way too early to me. Like the last, really? he would like he, I feel like there was just not a lot with him. I mean, he was there a little bit. I just feel like we like the last hour of the film. I think that was already past that point. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting like the the uh, the timing of it off. That makes sense. I don't know. I guess that's the parallel with it. How necessary it was, I don't know. Yeah, you just, you know, Peel's movies have, like, a lot of symbolism. They, like, stand for something. Um, Get Out was, like, um, I don't remember exactly, but it was, like, to basically play with um, stereotypes. Okay. And then Get Out was... To be completely honest, I don't remember. Get Out's the only one I've seen from beginning to end. Um, I guess this one is very much kind of the whole don't mess with nature. You can think you think you can train something, but you know, I, th- I, th- I felt like it was more like you're you're not above something. You know, they had they had a similar thing, kind of a similar thing with the horse because the horses were in show business. They were horses that they had in movies. Yes, and. They put the mirror in front of the horse, which you're not supposed to do, and the horse freaked out and kicked. It could have, it could have killed somebody. Yes. Horses kicking, it does not fuck around. But was that symbolism of, of, the creature though? Because it saw eyes looking back at it and it reacted. Kind of, yeah. Those are that's what I think. That's I, I think the more I think about it, 
Like if we recorded this in a week, I might have had more with it. I actually like. I say I, I like coming up with it on the spot though. I say we revisit it. And yeah, let's do the research and look, and we can do like a five minute. Uh, hey, I can finally understand it. Yeah, like these are because like, that's what's cool is yeah. walking away from the movie and actually having to talk about. Like it wasn't confusing. Frust- like a frustratingly confused. No, you it was were, like a you enjoyed I, the ride. Yes. You enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It was very good. I just want to know. I just want to understand it. And then what yeah. I can't stand though is when you see these movies and then everybody and their mother comes out of it and goes, "Oh, I completely understand it." And you're like, "Why?" Or how? Yeah. Uh, to this day, I do not understand Tenet. I don't think anyone's ever gonna un- understand Tenet. If somebody told me that Tenet is a masterpiece, and I. I got confused. Like, I started to, like, malfunction like a robot. Well, look, if you have a full understanding of that movie and every and the interest, intricacies of it, then, yeah, it's probably fucking genius that they actually made it make sense because of how ridiculous the plot is. But, I mean, just because it's overly complicated doesn't mean it's great. It's kind of like the Inception argument, except Inception was really not as difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. It just took a couple watches, and it's like, okay, I think I got that part now. Um... Tenant is on a totally different level. This one is not, because I think we're starting to figure it out at the end. Ironically enough, the sole trailer before this movie was a Nolan film. It was Oppenheimer. Yeah, Oppenheimer, which I'm really excited to see. nearly blew out my ears. Yeah, that was loud. It was very loud. I think it was where we were sitting, but whatever. It Twenty next Next year, though, I'm excited for our next Nolan film. Yeah. And it's um, going to be interesting seeing that how he's not working with the same <clears> studio and everything. So. He's still loaded on the cast. Yes. Last time I checked the cast, it was insane. Yes. Who doesn't want to be in a Nolan film? And I think uh, Murphy is an underrated talent, so that'll be interesting. But going back to this, um, yeah, I, about yeah, I think I actually feel a lot more confident in how I uh, I'm interpreting the film now that we just talked about it for a few minutes. Yeah. There's very much you you think you can control wild animals in nature, but you really don't yeah you really don't yeah it's just one of those one of those one it's one of those things where it's like we may not get it right away it might come later or we may yeah. need to see him in an interview say this is what it stands for um because i don't think people going to see it walking out and not understanding it is necessarily bad because like i said god forbid it makes you think about it for a bit there's so many movies out there where people were like oh my god like i've been in so many film classes where they're like oh um i'm just naming a movie um i had one and i just totally forgot uh the prestige was oh here's one that's realistic it's like whiplash is a representation of somebody chasing perfection i literally just w- watched whiplash for the first time with my dad like two weeks ago yeah so, Fantastic movie, go watch it. But that was a little easier to understand, I think. Yeah, um, that one was a lot more relatable. But there's other ones that, like, you know what I'm talking about, and there's yeah. going to be one that as soon as we stop recording, it's going to hit me, where it's like, oh, this stood for uh, capitalism. And it's like, what? Yeah. Oh, what was fucking, um, oh my God, what was it? Oh, it was South Park. It was South Park that did this when they made... When they wrote that book with that that disgusting ass book, the tra- uh the tale of Scrody McBooger Balls. Did you ever see no, that episode? So the kids went out and they wanted to make like the most repulsive, most offensive book possible and get it banned. 
And instead, when like every time someone would read it, like their parents found it. Every time they read it, they throw up. That was the thing. Every time someone read the book, they would throw up like immediately. They couldn't get through a page. And then a little bit down down the line, there are people like arguing about it. Is uh, like, oh, this is. Uh, it was like a whole right wing. This stands for something on the left yeah. side. And they're just like, what book were you reading? And the kids are just like, there's nothing deep about this. We just wanted it to be offensive. How the we're, You guys are looking for something that's not there. And p- sometimes people do that with movies. It's just like, sometimes it's just a there, fun ride. Yeah, there are movies out there that do do, that are representation of something. But some of them... Like, especially when people tell me, I'm like, where did you get that information? Guarantee you someone, uh, they're going to say this movie is about, glo- is representing global warming or something. Yeah, right? It's, it's always like, something nuts. Like it, like, it could, though. It very much could. It very much could, It very yeah. much could, because I can see, because, like I said, if we can see someone making that argument, just because there is something there. But if if it's not the purpose and someone does that, I'd be kind of pissed <laughs> if, I, if I made the movie. It's just like... I, it's just the movie about an alien, dude. It, don't, don't, please don't do this to me. So I do want to do a revisited thing, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it right now. What is the symbolism of no? I'm, I'm gonna laugh when global warming is the first thing that comes up. Sim, symbolism. And honestly, you know what? Because there are again with the whole thing with movies being too complicated sometimes. There's a there's a there's a nice balance of a movie that you have to think about just for just a little time to think about it, but not so much where it's just obnoxious. And then there are some movies where you just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I'm done. Um, I thought that uh, Arrival. If anyone hasn't seen Arrival, the movie with uh, Amy Adams where the aliens come down and it's uh, movies about trying to communicate with them, which was like a really unique way to uh, to do the whole alien invasion movie. That one, I left the theater with my dad, and we were just like, what the fuck just happened? And then we gave it, we talked about it for like 30 minutes, and we're like, that makes so much sense. I love this movie now, and I love Arrival. That is a fantastic film, um, but it's not Tenet, which to this day, I still don't understand. Although, to its credit, I need to go back and watch it a second time. It deserves a second watch before I shit on it for being too overly complicated. But I'm still going to shit on it for being overly complicated. So, this is from um, The Hollywood Reporter? Yeah, Hollywood Reporter. All right, what you find? Uh, While we cast our eyes upon these sites, we're left to question whether we should be looking at all. In this age of content geared towards consumers, quote-unquote consumers, in which almost every experience, the beautiful, the tragic, and the horrific is made public and packaged, our entertainment we've allowed ourselves to depersonalize and otherize for the sake of entertainment we're allowed screens to create a barrier between us and them i mean uh, yeah i mean uh, i mean again i think the the lesson is very much with um the guy who was trying to uh display it for to make money as a show mm-hmm. and then i'm not they had the whole thing with the cinematographer come in to be the guy who gets that shot and the fucking psycho basically committed suicide to get a better, a better shot of it, which doesn't make any fucking sense because obviously it's going to eat you and destroy the camera. Like that's striving for perfection a little too much. Um, but yeah, is there anything else on there? Uh, there's one that said, go down. Um, 
The popping balloons startled Gordy, the, the, the chimp. The chimp, yeah, Gordy, that's what it's called. But more importantly, they signify the end of spectacle. Gordy, tired of being the sideshow attraction, the joke, reminds those around him that it is not an attraction or a means for humans to elevate themselves in comparison to their ape cousins. Gordy's bloodshed is a reminder of what he is. As if he is saying, you want to watch me? Really watch me? Then let me show you I'm a wild animal. Yet Gordy doesn't attack Juke because he sees kinship in him, another living being treated like a spectacle, a token in front of a live studio audience. Okay, so here, I think this is the important part. It's a commentary on the ways in which people of color have often been compared to animals, apes in particular, as a means to discard their humanity and how even on a set of a Hollywood soundstage, they're still seen the same way. Things to be sold to an audience never let them grow beyond the chains of expectation placed on them. Maybe a little reach on that last part. I thought it made a lot of sense with the whole animals. Given that there are three different animals in that sh- in that movie that all kind of had the same lesson behind them. The horses, cool, you have a horse in the film, but don't put a fucking mirror in front of the horse or it's going to kick, just like its instincts do it. Um, I don't think the chimp was um, consciously making the decision, I'm sick of this shit, I'm going to kill everybody. I think it was more, I'm, it's an animal it got startled and its natural response is to defend itself and attack anything around it. Um, and then the creature was just don't look at me cause this is my space and I'm hungry. And then at a certain point it, it feels like it stopped giving a shit if you looked at it or not. So this part I found interesting. The photos Emerald captures of the alien before it bursts after consuming a giant inflatable balloon, they allow OJ, Angel, and herself to gain recognition, cement their legacy, and thus freedom. But in reminding people that they aren't nameless individuals existing for the consumption of other people, they run the risk of upsetting the perceived status quo. The chimp known as Gordy died with a bullet in the brain when he rocked the boat, and even dead, he was forced to remain a joke, a spectacle. And so, much like Get Out and Us, nope leaves audiences with an ending that feels triumphant but begs a question of what happens after the screen cuts to credits does the barrier shatter and permit permit tokenism to be exchanged for a lasting hollywood currency and legacy or does the fact that emerald has been drawn to gordy's story throughout the film suggest that mankind will do what it has always done dress up those they see as less than in the garments of humanity Take all they can from their entertainment, spill their blood. Do we want to see how it all plays out? Most assuredly, the answer is nope. So I, I think that went a little deeper than I was expect trying expecting. So this is from time. Well, look if well, I mean, if the question is what would what would humanity do if this legitimately happened? What would happen was they would make a movie out of it. Are you reading more? I'm I'm reading more, and I'm we'll come we'll revisit this. I gotta read these. Yeah, they're, they're I can't start, read they're, snippets they're, and take everything from it. Yeah, they're trying to go a little, a little too deep. To Hollywood, me. whenever they write people write something for it, which they're very good at it. I'm not knocking them. I get more confused, and I gotta read it again. Um, but but I think this is the important thing is we're having a conversation about it, which is good. Yeah, you always want to. I mean, from anything I want to make in the future, I hope it 
promotes conversation. So, um, this was you know if I want if they wanted to spark conversation, I think they did a good job. But it wasn't also too much to the point where I'm exhausted thinking about it. Yeah, I keep going back to Tenant. <laughs> that movie was just too, that movie it was, was just, just so strange. It was just like, too weird. Is it was, it just, was just too much. It was too confusing, but like the action and stuff like that was interesting. The I mean, yeah, I mean the visual effects are badass. Yeah, the visual effects in this movie are really good. Okay, so do we want to get to the nitty yeah. gritty of it all? Okay, sure. So, your favorite shot? I think uh, the creature right above the house when it's like pouring rain. There's like a there's a there was a shot where you could just look at like to see the uh, the exact shape of it just over the house when it's just chilling there. That was really. Mine would be. Um. I really loved it when um, after it was after that where uh, Kalua's character gets out of the truck and tries to get them out of the house. Yeah, and then he knows it's coming closer, and then he has that moment of realization, and then he looks down. Yeah, don't and don't it look at it. Covers over him and then leaves. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool shot. That was a, that was like the most that was like the most important moment of the movie. Right. Um, favorite scene. Favorite scene: the guy in the motorcycle flipping over <laughs> when his yeah, bike what are you turned when off. When there's an electrical, uh, an all electric bike going sixty miles an hour, and then the mag- electromagnetic pulse or something. The, the going dude, the opposite direction. Yeah, the dude was on his motorcycle going pretty fast, and then because again the creature somehow turns off all electronics when it hovers around it, the bike turns off and the dude fucking flips over. You see, you see her. You know, what's funny is uh, Angel, the electronics guy, is like, yeah, that guy's definitely dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear him from the back go, ah. It was a nice little comedy moment. That that was pretty, that was, that was hilarious. Um, um, so my favorite scene would have to have been, um, I would probably have to say, not that one, but the one. Um, what was it? Um, what was it? I'm at a loss. I don't remember. There I was mean, just so much to take from it. I mean, if I had to pick another one, I would probably say that again. Not the not the shot. The whole scene of them, of them getting of out trying of to get out of the I, house. I'll probably go with because I, I mean that thing. Because like it it didn't seem like it was targeting them for the first part of the movie. But then it very much felt like, okay, now this thing is like a legitimate threat and it is going to kill me if I'm not super careful about it. It felt really, you felt really helpless seeing that giant ass thing just above you. Just knowing if it wants to take you out, it's going to. Yeah, so I'll probably go with that. I would go with that one. So your favorite quote. I should stop saying quote and saying favorite line. Yeah, because there wasn't really a... Because quote makes it sound like you're supposed to take something inspirational from everything and... Even though that's true, oftentimes there wasn't a whole lot of quotes in this movie. My, I'd have to say it was. Um, um, I guess it's more of a scene, but I'll just say this: it was when they install all that camera equipment and that mantis gets on, and she gets scared by it. Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh shit." 
And then she gets a phone call from Angel. And Angel's like, there's a mantis on your camera. And she goes, I know. <laughs> he was saying, I haven't seen one of those things in a minute. Too. It's, again, I thought there was going to be more to that. I thought like the, the mantis was like, that, that thing knew that the camera was there. And it I wanted thought, the mantis to block it too. It's funny you bring that up because I thought that there was going to be, and maybe it is. I'm going to, see, I'm going to read about this, but this is my theory right now. Well, actually, from what I read, now it makes sense, is that's why in all the situation that there was an animal, the animal was acting out or free. So the horses... Took off running. Would take off running, okay? Yeah. Then there was that one moment, the entire uh, fake town of, you know, people visiting that theme park or whatever, they got sucked up. The pig. That pig was on the roof. Just chilling. Just chilling. The mantis, once the spectacle was over, there you go. Once the spectacle was over, it flew off. Yeah. And then you had, I feel like there was one more and I'm not remembering it. Like it, it just, well, the monkey thing. Yeah, it just seemed too coincidental for me. I thought there was going to be more to it and then nothing really I thought there was going to be more to it, but I do think it was hinting at it. Yeah. That's what I got from it. So that's my favorite one. Um... MVP? MVP of the movie. Um, I guess Daniel Kaluuya. Okay, okay. Um, I want to say uh, Kike Palmer. Because I thought she did a phenomenal job. She really good. I, th- I went with Kaluuya because I felt like the way, I felt like his character fit the mood a little bit better. Like it was be kind of it was quiet and like ominous, and he was just kind of one of those, um, more reserved kind of personalities. Yeah, that just seemed that just felt that this fit better. That was just me. I I would say Kike because I think now that we've had the conversation about it and what like I said once we revisited, I thought Kike was like the representation of I will be heard the the stereotype. Yeah. Of like the loud black woman, I guess. Yeah, because like the first the, the first scene uh, the first scene in the movie was there got the horse there, and she was gonna do the safety presentation. She was late. He was supposed to do it, and was about to bomb. But then she shows up and she's like loud. Everyone's got everyone's got her uh, your eyes on me now. I'm gonna yeah a lot of charisma yeah and stuff like that. And then there was a lot of situations where she was kind of acting out like she'd blast music or. She wasn't exactly listening, or she was kind of always leaving. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw that, and I just thought that that kind of fit into the narrative and was very telling. And, um, you know, I think it's cool when they kind of play with stereotype a little bit. Okay. Because it's like, <laughs> guess in a way, you're either going to understand it and go, oh, shit, maybe I should stop. Putting these, see, there you go. There's another thing taken away from the movie. Shouldn't put that person in a specific slot, I guess. Oh, this is just a loud black yeah. woman who, you know, who gives a shit. I mean, the first you thing. Know? I mean, the first thing that uh, um, Angel Troy. Oh, that's the actor. Oh, the guy. No, no, that's that's it. That's the guy in the movie. The guy who did the the security cameras. The first thing he said, "Yeah, I can do it. You're not gonna be able to do it." When he asked for the setup, he's like, "Yeah, you're not gonna be able to do, figure this yeah, out." Definitely not gonna do it. Yeah, but that so that's my that dude was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I guess we can go to a rating. Sure. What is your rating? 
think a solid 40. I was going to say 40. And it's only a 40 until I can now understand it. Yeah. And then it would probably go up a couple points. I think it's more. It's going to go up points. I don't think it's going to go any lower than that. No, it it was, go, no it's not going to go any lower. For ag- again, the like when they were fully understanding what it was and they're unraveling the mystery behind it, that movie had me hooked pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That about does it. Go see Nope. Just came out. And tell us what you think, and be on the lookout for a follow-up episode, which is a first for us. But that's what we get when we are super interested in a movie. So go check it out. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are now... Oh, yeah. There we go. There's another thing. We changed the game... Gamer tag. We changed the username for the Twitter, the Gram, the TikTok, uh, the YouTube. I'm going to leave alone. Um, it's at 5050net now. So it's at F-I-F-T-Y-5-0-N-E-T. Net. 5050net. It's a lot easier to type. No, I don't have to go all network and all that stuff. So follow us on social media. Let us know what you think. And that about does it for another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you liked it, Don't forget to hit the subscribe or the like button. If you've already done so, be sure to check out our other content on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. We haven't really done anything on the TikTok and Twitter. Thanks as always and stay tuned.